0: thoughts that I have um, concerning this day, and uh, give us the opportunity to pray for some things. There are certain days that happen in your life that you will always remember, that can, something can happen, like she said, on Friday I guess we'll always remember that, but there are certain days, and they can be a good thing, and this was a good thing, we we, we enjoyed ourselves and um, I enjoyed being able to to uh, wear myself out to wear a little or nothing, I couldn't hardly move later, but... it it was a good thing but on september 11th it was a it was a bad thing um there was something that took place and some of you may be old enough to remember the day that john f kennedy you know was assassined or there's some other you know markers in your life i remember the day that john lennon died i mean i knew exactly where i was what was going on when i heard about that and some of you may not be real big Beatle fans or whatever but I wasn't then, but I always remember when that happened. So there's certain things that can happen in your life that you can remember. And you'll always remember it, no matter how old you get or what goes on. And September 11, 10 years ago, I was talking to Richard and Georgina, and they were, you know, they could, what, what was going on with you that day. They were moving from Houston up to this area, and... Uh, they were driving a, a rider truck, I guess, or a rented truck, and Richard said, "It's I expected to get stopped." Um, Shelley and I had just moved into our house, and and uh, we didn't have any forms of media. We didn't have a television to look at, and you know, uh, we had been there for two days, and we went to leave, and we went to go down to Oklahoma City to actually go to a Lowe's store and buy some fixtures and stuff, and we went out in the backyard and. And we were getting ready to leave, and one of the workers came up and he said that the trade centers had been bombed. And we were like, huh? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, the world, yeah, World Trade Towers had been bombed, and it was like, huh? That's, that's really strange. Are you sure? That's kind of strange. So we got in the vehicle and we left, and we drove drove down to Oklahoma City, and you know, it's a couple hour drive. And I remember we turned on the radio and began to listen to it. And many of you can. I could ask each and every one of you what happened and where were you? I was at work or I was doing this or I was washing dishes and somebody called or, or you know, I turned on the television and these things began to start unfolding and we began to start see where America was under attack. And we had not ever been under attack in our own land to the magnitude of what was taking place on this day. So I want to talk a little bit about a day that we'll never forget. So let's just, first of all, go in to the Lord in prayer. Father, we, uh, as I share today, um, continue to bless and strengthen and comfort us uh, as we look upon some things that we don't get focused on as much what happened, but how big you are. So, God, help us today to reflect on what it is that we're to reflect on and help us through this this time and the others. Let us just remember of what's taken place this day ten years ago in Jesus' name and everybody said, "Amen." They held a prayer uh time a service in washington d c and Billy Graham was one of the speakers in that prayer and it was right after the attack had taken place the next day, I think. And, and he spoke these words. He said, we've come here today to confirm, confirm our conviction that God cares for us. And I remember hearing those words, and I began to think, in the midst of what's going on, God cares for us. Say that. God cares for us. Tell the person next to you, God cares for us. God cares for us in the midst of what was going on, a tragic time. Isaiah 51, I just want to share a couple of scriptures with you. Isaiah 51, It said in, in, in verses 12, it says, I am He who comforts you. There may be difficult times in your life. It may not be to the magnitude of what took place then. It may be something even greater in your life because maybe you were, it's more personal than when it happens to you directly. But I want you to know that God comforts you. He will comfort you. He's taking responsibility and saying, in the midst of what you're going through, in the difficult times within your life, I will be there to comfort you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's a New Testament Scripture. that, And He will comfort you. Say, God comforts me. So He'll comfort you through this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says... Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trouble. I know one thing we've got in common today. We've all had trouble in our life. We've all been there where we've had trouble, but it was trying to get sea dews out of water. I guess into the water and off the sandbar. But we've all had trouble of some some form. We've all had trouble within our lives. Trouble is something that we've had in common. There's been trials and tribulations we will have in our in our lives. But James says to count it all joy when you go through that. So matter so no matter how hard we try to just we simply cannot express the horror of that day. I simply cannot express the shock of that day as our nation and the world looked on. I simply can't express the re- repulsion of what took place on September 2011. I mean 2001 on September 11th. Turn with me to Isaiah if you've got your Bibles and just go to Isaiah Because I want to just remind you today that, you know, you may go home, you may turn on the television, you turn on the radio, maybe some of you already have listened to some things on the Internet and everything else. There will be and is a buzz about what took place ten years ago. And there's different times that we need to understand that God is a comfort. So Isaiah 14, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah says, God is our refuge and our strength and our very present help in trouble. Say, God is my refuge. God is my strength. He's your refuge, and He's your strength. He's your refuge. Excuse me? Wrong scripture. I'm sorry, just erase the top of the scripture, and I'll try to find what that scripture is. But I'll tell you what, there is a scripture that says, God is your refuge, and He is your strength. Thank you for my typographical error. Say, God is my refuge, and God is my strength. He's your refuge, He's your strength. When you're in trouble, He's your refuge, He's your strength. When you're not in trouble, guess what? He's still your refuge, He is still your strength. We've got to rely upon the things of God. When this happened, you may have had feelings of anger. When this took place, there was a lot of question, where is God, what is going on, why did this happen, and we can go on and on and on and on about all these different things. I know that I had a feeling of doubt, I had a feeling of confusion, where did this come from, how how did this happen, how could this have happened in the United States, and who was responsible, and why did they do what they did, and what was going to be the outcome. And I remember when the first numbers came because they started talking about there was 50,000 people that worked in those facilities. And then we heard that the Pentagon was hit. And then we heard about another plane that went down in Pennsylvania. It's just a day to remember. Sometimes you can remember something and we will like to remember the good things, don't we? This day ten years ago was a day that we'll remember. We'll always remember. We'll know where we are. I remember when we got to Lowe's, nobody was smiling. There was you go into a place like that, and usually it's busy. This place there was it was like a ghost town in there. And nobody smiled, nobody spoke. You would go by and look at somebody and they would just look at you. And there was fear and there was terror in their eyes, in their heart. They were hurting. Whether they were believer or not believer, people came and rallied and it was like, I just don't understand what had happened. The feelings that we had that day, ten years ago today, God understands. He's a God of comfort. He's a God of mercy. He understands those feelings. God is a God that can be trusted even when life's disappointments happen. God can still be trusted. You can trust God. You can trust God. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of love. God is a God of compassion in the midst. Of this tragedy 10 years ago, he's the God of compassion. In the midst of what was taking place, the numbers were 50,000 that worked there, and I thought, oh my goodness, 50,000 people have died. And then, they, then, then it was down to 25,000, and then it went down, and the final numbers, I, I don't exactly have that figure, and, but it was 3,000 and some odd people. Still a tragedy. Still a tragedy. I don't know why things like this happen. I can't sit here and explain that to you and I don't know if there's any, any person that's alive today that can explain why these things happen. But this I do know. God is a good God. He is the author of good, not evil. Hello, are you hearing me today? God is not the author of evil. The Bible says that God... Does not author evil. In 2 Thessalonians 2 7, don't turn there, but it speaks of evil as a mystery. If you want to write that down, I think that's the right scripture. 2 Thessalonians 2 7. It talks about evil being a mystery, lawlessness, a mystery, iniquity, a mystery. There's three things that I want us to remember today. Three things. And I want to I want to expand on those three things real quickly. If we go back and we say this is a day of remembrance and and what happened 10 years ago shaped our nation, it changed some things. You go to an airport, it changed some things. Some for the better, some for the worse. But how many of you know we're trying they're trying to keep us safe? When you have to go to the airport 2 hours in advance and they do these different things in order for you to get on that plane. And we watched. We were at the airport just last week, and we were watching uh, the the uh, captains of the airplanes coming through, and the stewardess and that coming through. And they took them through a separate line, and they still went through, and they still checked their stuff. And Shelly and I were talking, and she said, "How come they, how come they don't just, you know, let them just go through?" Like there's, you can't trust anything about anybody on anywhere. And it came to that place where they said, this is it. So we watched them go through, and they got checked through. We went through pretty good, and and it was not a problem. And there was another couple over there. And, I mean, they were going through everything. Do you know that they were, Sarah, They were they were going through her baby food. They were taking her baby food that was in a container, opening it, putting it on a, on a glass deal and running it through a computer to look and see if it was really truly baby food. And I looked at that and I thought, things have changed. Things have changed. It's a little more inconvenient, but I'm, I'm thankful for that. But the three things that I want you to remember, first of all, is from this tragedy ten years ago that evil has united our nation. And some might say, well, it was just temporary because it seemed like the churches began to fill up and more people talked about God and patriotism came out. I mean, everybody had flags and, and you, could, you, know, you could buy red and white t-shirts and blue and have flags and pants and hats and everything else. It was like patriotism came forth. What the enemy meant for harm, God said, I'm going to use for good, in our nation, and there are times where we're divided now, but nothing like the unity that came forth right after that event. The police departments worked hand in hand with the fire departments. Rescue emergency crews worked hand in hand. I mean, things began to happen. You can, you can read and hear stories all the time, but I'm telling you, there was unity. Say unity. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of some difficult times, our nation came together in unity. You agree with that? Say amen. The second thing is we want what we found out is this. When there's trouble, when there's tragedy, when there's things like that in our lives, especially this, we need each other. We need each other. Proverbs 18.1 says, a man who isolates or separates himself is unwise and he doesn't seek wise counsel. The enemy will try to separate you. He'll try to isolate you. But we need each other. There were people that came together. There were people that worked together that may not normally talk to each other came together our nation came together there's trouble in your life and we're, we're doing something that we've wanted to do and tried to understand how we're doing it but we're building a family and in the midst of what you're going through in the midst of difficult times in the midst of tough things that are going on in your life don't isolate yourself we need each other I was by myself on that lake, I would have been in trouble. I needed my helper. We need each other. And and we saw that not only our nation came together. We saw that not only we were being united, but we needed each other. I watched acts of kindness and generosity begin to pour out, mostly from the people of the faith community. And, and it was like, take care of your brother, take care of your sister, doing different things and different things. And, and it was like, man, this is in the middle. We need each other. Don't be an island. Don't be by yourself. There's times where you may want to be by yourself, and those are maybe the times where you, you need somebody else. Say, we need each other. The third thing, real quickly, is that I want to give you today, is that through that difficulty, through that tragedy, is that we found that we had hope for a future. Our presence stood up boldly and said, whoever did this is going to pay. Jeremiah 29.11, the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Not to harm you, not to bring evil on you, hello? But to give you hope and a future. The United States is different than it was 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years ago. But we have a future. We have a destiny. You have a future. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. You have a cause. Some of us are trying to figure out what that is and what it's all about and coming to an understanding. But I want you to know there is hope. Say hope. Come on, tell your person, person next to you hope. There is hope. Come on, there is hope. There's hope for your situation. There's hope what you're going through. There's hope even though we sat and watched and watched and watched the towers fall, they fell. And 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 engineering-wise, they weren't even supposed to, Sean. They were supposedly engineered. They weren't supposed to fall like they fell, but they did. And the Pentagon had damage and, and it took a hit. And, and then there was hope. In Flight 93, that ended up in Pennsylvania. And some people said, hey, you know what? This is not going to happen. And some people of courage and some people of dreams and hope because it was more about what was taking place in the nation than it was about them individually. And they said, we're not going to let this plane hit the White House, which it was planned to do. And they took that plane down. I often wonder would I have the courage I want to think that I would have. You never know until you get put into that situation. You never know until we come to that place. But I want you to know in the midst of what's going on, ten years later, we've got hope. I don't like the killing of somebody. But ten years later, Osama bin Laden... those that mastermind this thing. How many of you know God's judgment is stricter than any of ours? But our nation changed. We found hope. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the tragedy, and all this that was taking place, we began to hope again. The American flags came out and it gave us hope. Hope in our nation, hope in our country. I don't know how another president would or wouldn't have handled this situation, but I do know that our president began to give us hope. And that's great that he gave us hope, but my hope is in you, Lord. My hope is in you. My hope is in you. I'm going to ask, can I get the worship team to come on up? Bryce and Tatum, would you guys come on up? What I want to do is uh, I want to show a video, and then I just want to take some time, and I want us to be able to pray for our nation. I want us to be able to pray for our leaders and most of all those. Let's show this video. Are we? Have we got this ready to go?
1: airplane has hit the World Trade Center, and that's all we know. Today, we've had a national tragedy. American Airlines Flight 11 departed Boston for Los Angeles. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center. Our World Trade Center has been one of their missions. And now, if you join me in a moment of
0: silence... Thank you very much. May God bless the victims, their families, and
1: America. People running, their hair on fire. People were jumping out
2: of
0: the World Trade Center. Jumping out. They don't know what to do. I do. that my brother John was the captain of American Airlines Flight 11 which was hijacked out of Logan Airport. I keep looking at the cornfield behind me hoping that my brother comes
1: walking on out. People were on the
3: plane
1: that just began their lives like children. My children only five and eight years old. The big mommy's still at work. If anyone sees it, please call us. Uh, Please look at the picture and call me. Thank you. the
4: light and reach out for his hand, don't ask any questions and
5: Father, we come to you right now and we just we want to thank you, Father, for the land that we live in, this country that was formed by you, Father God, on your foundations. And Father God, we thank you for the forefathers that that founded this country and for them to found it on your principles. And we thank you, Father, that that your principles, that your love, that your guidance has gotten this country through many, many tragedy, and Father, that that our faith in you will not cease, that we will continue to be a country that proclaims you as our Lord and Savior, Father God. Father, we thank you so much for being isolated for so long from this sort of tragedy on our on our own soil but father we please forgive us for not staying focused on you and for for starting to turn away in government in schools and in our personal lives father we we stumble every day whether it's personal or whether it's as a as a corporate body or as a governmental body but father we just thank you that you're there that whenever we when we realize what we've done you're there to reach out and grab us and pick us up and we thank you father for what you did for us by reaching out and grabbing this country and picking us up father for uniting us for helping us to realize that 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 you are the answer that you are the way the truth and the light and father god we thank you so much for for From our forefathers to President George W. Bush for the leadership that he had, for guiding this country through that terrible time, Father God, that now we thank you for for having our, our current president in place, Father, that you've put him in, in leadership for a reason, Father, and we just lift him up to you right now. We lift him up, and we ask you, Father, to speak to him to speak through him, and to open his ears and his heart to hear from you. Father God, we're in a different time of uncertainty right now, Father, but it's still uncertainty. And we thank you, Father, that that as the leader goes, so do we. And we ask you, Father, to open his ears, open our Senate leadership's ears and hearts, open our, our uh, Speaker of the House and, and uh, the Congressional leaders' ears and hearts, to hear from you, Father, that they will turn to you for guidance in this time of un- uncertainty. Father, we won't be like the hamster on the wheel that Tatum sung about this morning, spinning our wheels and trying to come up with the answers ourselves, Father. That, but that we will seek you, and our leaders will seek you, and in turn, all the all of the people of the United States will will turn their eyes upon you, Father God. Father, we thank you so much for. Li- given us the opportunity, given me the opportunity to be born here, to be raised here in this country. And we thank you so much for blessing us the way that you have for hundreds of years, Father God, and we just ask you to continue that blessing. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, we ask you to forgive us of of our shortcomings and, and for for not staying focused on you father and we ask you father to to we lift up all of our leaders and we lift up this country in this in this uh day to remember and also in a time of uncertainty another time of uncertainty 10 years later just a different time kind of uncertainty we lift up our country and we we thank you father that 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 Households will will look to you that households will not be running on that hamster wheel, but they'll be looking to you and standing in your presence and knowing that you' are the provider Father God, we thank you for our local leadership um state leadership city county, and for our our pastors leadership and we thank you father that you will you will continue to Speak through them, and we just we just ask you, Father, to to forgive us of all that we've done, and to bless us the way that you've blessed us for hundreds for generations. In Jesus' name,
6: Jerry. to use the PowerPoint, please? Whatever that means. makes you want to say, "God bless America." The land of the free. Stand beside us and guide us, God, through the night by the light from above. You know, we were asked to pray for the leaders, and Bryce has pretty well done a great job on that. I know if if you're like me, you have trouble obeying God sometimes when it comes to pray for those in authority over you, no matter what they do. But I've come to that, and I've done that, so that we won't look back I won't look back on my life when President Obama is finished and say you know maybe that happened because I didn't pray for him because I do pray for him doesn't mean I approve of what he does but I pray God would get so a hold of him the charisma that the man has turned for God would change this nation in days And so so right now, we just lift up our president. And Lord, I know that he's bound to know by now that he's made many, many serious mistakes. But you, God, have said that you are the God of restoration. Therefore, I declare that... He will bring us back. God will bring us back to Him as a nation. So Lord, I thank you that you have not forgotten us. As the prophetic song went, when we fall, you pick us up. And God, I thank you that you are right now picking up America, peace by peace. You're being restored into the schools. You're being restored into the government. You're being restored into the homes and the churches. You're being restored back to your place, God, to where you belong. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for not turning your back on us, but for reaching down immediately, ten years ago even, and beginning to pick us back up for bringing us hope. So I pray for President Obama, even today, as it's a difficult day for him, that he is able, God, to feel what happened from a standpoint of this nation and not from his own personal background. That you, God, would touch his heart so much That compassion of you would rise up in him, God. God, that you would bring him into your kingdom passionately doing things for you. And and God, I want to lift up the 50 governors in this United States of America. They have awesome responsibilities. And I'm asking you, Lord, to... To give them your wisdom, as each state by state by state stands for you. That is going to unite the United States. So I'm asking you to to, um, let the governors, God, hear your voice. Let them know what you're saying to them as they make decisions all over the land for the various states. God, I just thank you for the United States of America. I think, God, sometimes we don't even stop to think where we're at and how blessed we are to have been born here and to live here. And we thank you for that privilege. And we say, God, we will not turn our backs on praying for our leaders. We will continue to lift them up day after day after day because we know that every time we pray, something happens. We may not see it. It may be years before you see it, but we know you instigated prayer because of that, God. We we just lift up Congress. Lord, we lift up this upcoming election. And God, we're asking you to put a godly man in there. That doesn't mean President Obama can't be that godly man if he comes to you and changes his whole life, turns it over to you. We're asking for a godly man. But I know, God, that your hand is on this nation. And I just want to thank you for it. I want to thank you for the leaders that we have. That Congress is becoming more God-minded. I declare it, and I believe it. And I thank you, God, for for what you're doing in this nation.
1: Depends on the poll that you look at or listen to. One of them will say 66, 68. One will say 88 percent of the population of 321 million people are Christians, that believe in our God. Jesus Christ. What we need to pray to is that we need to stand up. Every one of that between 67 and 87 people percent needs to stand up for Jesus. We need to be committed. We need to pray that you intervene in their lives and be committed to serving you. When we get that 88 percent committed, and serving you, Jesus, will eliminate a lot of problems that we have in the United States of America. So I pray that you give each one of us strength, each one of us strength to encourage other people, other Christians. We see the news and we see things that goes on. We can't believe it. We say, 88% Christian, and we see this in the news? Can't be. But that's what the statistic shows. And I'm a believer in that to a a degree. But I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe that he can and he will change their hearts to be committed to right. In Jesus' name.
6: Amen.
3: Father God, we just stand awestruck at your love. We thank you because for these ashes of this terrible attack on America, you poured out the oil of joy and love. And in the midst of our not understanding, you stood there with us and the kingdom grew. I thank you for that. And Father, this morning we pray for each child they grew up without a father or a mother because of this. We ask that you give to them a double portion of your love. And we surround them now with blessings. Holy Spirit, move. Move on those poor people who've lost loved ones that day. The Holy Spirit, be the comforter to them, we pray. And Father God, God, mm, I lift up the Muslim people to you. Father, help no root of bitterness to grow in our heart against them. No prejudice, no hate. But Father, let us acknowledge right now that they are the sheep of your pasture and they sit in darkness because the light of your love and of your son has not shined on them yet. And Father, we just call upon the wooing of the Holy Spirit over the Muslim nation to draw them to the truth and to the light. And we will embrace them into the kingdom. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
2: Lord, we know in your word you talk about there'll be a time when men's hearts will fail them for fear. But Father, we thank you also in your word. You said you haven't given us a spirit of fear but your gift was of peace and of love and a sound mind. Your gift was three to the one that Satan, the enemy, tried to bring to us. And, Father, we thank you for that right now, that, that gift of hope and peace and love and a sound mind that reaches out into every aspect of our lives and every aspect of the lives of these people that were adversely affected by this thing that we're, we're remembering today, Lord come down and minister to each one of them, Father, individually and corporately as they gather around the world right now to uh, remember this thing, Father. We just thank you, Father, because there's a bomb in Gilead that soothes these, these hurts and these memories and these adverse feelings. And we just praise you for it right now, Father, because we believe and we know you've brought us together and you're bringing us together in every step we take because your word says you will we thank
0: you for it. And everybody said amen. Throughout this day, continue to remember the families. But here's what I want you to know. We need to look to God. So I've asked the worship team just to to sing over us before we leave. And we're going to look to God in every situation and every circumstance, all right? So God, we look to you. Amen. Amen. Tatum. You know, this is a day to remember not only the tragedy, but also remember that our God reigns. So I just, you know, earlier you you put your hand on somebody and you kind of prayed for them. I just want you to put your hand on yourself. Because we want to pray for the person that needs it the most, and we need it the most. I want to declare over you today that God reigns. Let Him reign in your situation. Let Him reign in your circumstance. Let Him reign in every area of your life today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let Him reign. Just open up your heart and say, God, come in. Come into my heart and just, and just reign and rule in my life. Maybe there's areas that you've been having difficulty of getting over. I want you to know that focus on how God reigns and how big your God is and those situations will diminish. Those areas in your life will disappear. So, Father, we just declare that our God reigns. You reign. You reign over this nation. You reign over the leaders. You reign even over the families that are, that are affected by this tragedy. God, you reign over this world, God. God, we're declaring right now that you are our God. And we love you, God. And we need you, God. And we declare that you are our God. You are Jehovah. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Banner. You are our banner, God. You are Jehovah, our righteousness. You are Jehovah, Lord God, our provider. That Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. God, we declare that you reign. You reign. You reign. You reign. You reign in our lives today. Father, I thank you that you're going to comfort us with the same comfort that we've received from others, that we'll go and comfort others. That even people today, as we see these things and we talk about today and what happened 10 years ago, that we will continue to speak faith, we will continue to seek hope. And no matter what is going on within our nation, Lord God, You reign. You reign over our nation. You reign over our nation. You reign over our nation and the nations of the world. Now, God, help me. I want you to say this after me as you got your hand just on your, on your heart. Just you say, God, help me to be all that I'm to be. You reign in my life today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Say, God reigns. Come on, say, God reigns. God reigns. Let Him reign in our lives today. Amen.